This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space Space researchers. researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, Trent, much Cedric has been sump. A.O. torching the blind side blue paper once again. And you can hear it, can't you? Coming through loud and clear. In the old-fashioned radio way with those tubes that glow, that's the heartless obsession, the gut-busting desire and the callous banter of the sumpster there, camped in the bludging in the blindside soundproof boo at ABC Grandstown HQ, soon to move to Parramatta. Uh, The sumpster is in and the window is open. Happy Rugby League Australia. Can I say that again? Happy Rugby League Australia. Olympic update. The swimming selection trials in that very quick Adelaide pool, went, well, they, they went swimmingly. Old stars back on top, new stars breaking through. I've got a lot, a lot of, well, let's face it, the back pocket's groaning with Tokyo gold. But the selection process is less seasoned observers scratching their heads. In fact, legendary swimming coach Laurie Lawrence said, and he spoke to ex- this exclusive, he said exclusively for the uh, bludging on the blind side, the process wants to make him spew. That's not his, my words, that's his words. I'm not interpreting what he said, that's what he said. That's exact word. Make him want to spew. Must be pretty bad to get Laurie on the Technicolor yawn in the Olympic chunder. I mean, he's always reluctant to take a seat, the driver's seat on the porcelain bus. That's Laurie, I know that fact. In other news, Olympic news, Rafa, that is Rafa Nadal, uh, he's swerving past Wimbledon and Tokyo in 2021. Not sure what he's going to do. I understand his stamp collection needs a bit of, uh, you know, reorganising. Out-of-work miners looking for a big lump of coal, rugby league pie warmers and urn fillers. Welcome to bludging on the blind side for another set of seven. Uh, it's H.G. Nelson opening the blind side dig. Uh, what a week. What an incredible... Uh, can I say this? I don't think I've ever said this before. A week when too much sport is barely enough. In breaking news... Could warrior whiz kid, 18-year-old Reese Walsh, become a maroon bolter? Open your notebooks, pencil, that name, Reese Walsh in under the bees in Bolter. There's a lot of chat that this uh, youngster who's playing magnificently with the Warriors at the moment could be a maroon bolter. I don't want to say too much, obviously, and scare the horses in the maroon camp because, let's face it, the Blues are starting to get twitchy about the uh, endless supply of talent that is coming out in maroon. Elsewhere, did you see it? Stool, magnificent. Uh, Wednesday night, Stool v Justice Hooney. The ref should have stepped in and stopped it in uh, round one, but it went on and on and on. I think round 10 was when they finally managed to get them apart for a moment or two and say, it's over, Stool, sit down and shut up. But, uh, you know, the Stool kept swinging for those 10 rounds. It caught the world's attention. I mean, people everywhere were, I mean, I got a few messages from Vladivostok, obviously, DM style. We're watching this, well, it was in halting Russian, translated into English by the system. Anyway, we're watching this and we're loving it. That's the Vladivostok view. Uh, Now, from mine, it it looked like it was Anzac Cove on April the 25th, 1915, all over again. That's how I saw it. It was that good. At the end of the stink, I was convinced there should be a seat 
on the Tokyo-bound plane for both of them. How about that? The gold medal bout, Huni Stuhl 2. I mean, wouldn't that rock the world in Tokyo especially? The courage, the courage that Gal showed, the raw groin ripped clean from the bone, the elbow busted in, The uh, obviously he broke a leg early on and the ribs, they were, I think he got about eight ribs down, but he kept on going. And that final image will stay with me forever of uh, the stool hanging onto the hoon's ankles, or oh, that's his hoonie's ankles, and trying to get him down and still punching the feet with his left hand, hoping to score a few points. It was unforgettable. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's going to be take the world of boxing by storm, scoring on the feet. Now, in stool fallout, uh, the gallon Huni stinkers flushed out Noodles Hall, uh, who wants to, he's going to have two fights, one in August and one November, and I'm thinking, can you hear the lips licking? Noodles, stool, too. Could it become a reality? I mean, I think nation, if I can use that term. Thanks very much, Steve Colbert. Uh, nation, are you looking along with me? Monday, there was a wonderful coming together of the Magpie Army at their spiritual home, the Sydney Cricket Ground, to see uh, Coach Nathan Buckley into the back of the cab and safely off the premises. The whole team, and I take my hat off to the uh, Collingwood, uh, you know, people, I don't often say that, but the Collingwood team, they rose to the occasion and sent Bucks into the sunset on a winning note. The tune, Monday SCG, D's 9963, Pies 1114.80. And the great romance of football lingers on even in these COVIDed, blighted times. And I tell you what, I think it might have been Roy who pointed out this to me, or this out to me. Didn't the Demons do it well for Bucks as well? I mean, they could have spoiled the party, but they didn't. They sent him off into that golden glow of the sunset with a nice win in the hip pocket. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. Tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go, and if you've had a go, then get a go. I know this is a bit old now, but nonetheless, I still think it operates. Step up and have another go and see if you get another go. That's the way it is for Australia's sake. I mean, getting just getting the cue. Uh, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who's the brains behind the Harpastum Project, a.k.a. Haspartum Project. I think it's the earlier one that's the correct one, the Harpastum Project. This incredible series of 27 feature-length films covers the history of Rugby League, Happy Rugby League again, Australia, a Happy Rugby League from the year dot to the present day. All uh, bludgers who are regular listeners know that the episodes set in ancient Rome will star Julia Roberts and Tom Hanks. Tom, incidentally, has agreed to return to Australia. I think he was here playing Elvis uh, not so long ago. He's going to play the role of... Peter Volandius, the malevolent Roman senator from Nero's time who crucified any gladiators who punched opponents in the head before they had a chance to be killed. I mean, sums it all up, doesn't it, really? Rugby league in a nutshell. Also inked uh, this week, Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg to play the funny double of Gus Gordon Raiders coach, Sticky, a.k.a. Ricky, a.k.a. the Angry Ant, a.k.a. Carlos Pearson. From those casting snippets, Australians can see the whole shebang is taking shape. The project will be based at the new Russell Crowe-backed film studio at Coffs Harbour, announced this week, the complex known as the Richard Wilkins Complex of Cinema Excellence, or the Big Dick, uh, has plenty of facilities for big projects like the 27 feature-length films about rugby league and there is plenty of parking for cast and crew on site. Uh, incidentally, second unit work has begun already on location. It's hard to imagine, but with the correct lighting, the back streets of Balmain look exactly like the inner suburbs of ancient Rome uh, with uh, the time when um, 
Harpaston was being played. The genius behind the project is Rampaging Roy. So, Roy, can we get the bludging on the blindside bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your wrestler's eye this week? Uh, you? Yes, uh, thank you very, very <clears throat> much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. Happy Rugby League, H.G. and happy Rugby League Australia. Uh, the coal man back in triumph after strutting the world stage. God, he did well. Um, I think the... Uh, this free trade agreement looks fantastic. I, I haven't looked at the finer details yet, and I'm looking forward to looking at that. My Tasmanian heritage it, cheese, get a look I, in. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I think the um, the tariffs on our farming produce come off in 2036. So that's a real win for our farmers there. It's only a 15-year wait. Well, that'll, that'll go like that. Yeah. That'll go very quickly. And I think... Um, Most of them will be broke by the end of Well, it. I think the English backpackers no longer need to pick fruit for, you know, 20 days or whatever it was. That that was the old arrangement. That's gone. They don't have to pick any fruit now. And I'm <clears throat> looking at the fine details and I'm hoping that they'll have to commit themselves to 80 days of service to a rural and regional rugby league. That's my understanding, that uh, backpackers come and they'll go, you know, Forbes, Lithgow, Orange, young, etc., and be prepared to run the lines, do a bit of helping out, maintenance, maintenance, urn filling, getting the jumping, jumping castles castle. going, all of that. Yeah, so I think it's going to be win-win, but it's a fantastic job. How you know, he... often with free trade or, uh, agreements, we come out second best. Mm. Not on this occasion. No. no. How did he do it? The coal man brought it yeah. home. Yeah, I know. I tell you my know, troubles. He, he to just the coal told man. him, you know, he, he, get a go, have a go. I'm here to have a go. Look at this lump. Don't be scared of it. Now, what do you want? <laughs> yep, not a problem. Where do I sign? <laughs> got to get out of here. I've got to go and see the president. And uh, anyway, it's yeah, all good. Well, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Now, our swimming team for the Olympics, as you've uh, uh, mentioned or alluded to, AC, it looks absolutely, and it's not a word I often use on this program, outstanding. <laughs> absolutely outstanding young Australians. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing outstanding young Australians in swimming togs breaking records. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? No. Who doesn't? Backstroker Kaylee McKeon breaks the 100 metres world record. I know. World record broken already. I know. I mean, this is in gold in the pocket, as you mentioned. I know. Outstanding young Australians. Groaning. Outstanding. Uh, sadly, the, the brave Cody Simpson fairy tale. It came to an end. Um, still, he really put in and he got into the final. He did. He got into the final. And I mean, full credit for it. It's an up. outstanding young Australian. And I don't take the eighth in the final away from him. No, I don't. I Others don't. do. I don't. I don't. No, no, I was as proud as anyone. I was as proud as any Australian. I was, I was only Australian. looking at him. I was only looking at him too. Yeah. And I thought, what a proud, outstanding Australian. Does swimming attract sickos? I'm just wondering, I don't know what's going on there. There's talk again of a toxic culture. Mm. Hard to see it when we look at the records being broken and these outstanding young Australians in their togs. But didn't we have a review of this in 2013 and weren't there recommendations to weed out sickos? How did that go? Do we know? Was there any fallout? Well, there seemed to be some suggestion that certain people should uh, face, you know, judgment in the courts, which yes. seemed to happen. Did that happen or not? Well, it seemed to have happened, but nothing right. then 
fell into place right. after that. They turned up, they said so, what they had to uh, say. So we do believe that there are still some sickos hanging around the pools. It does appear that, you know... God past... almighty! Oh, no. It's a disgrace, Roy. It's an absolute disgrace. Absolute disgrace. What is it again? It's an absolute disgrace. These outstanding young Australians being pestered by sickos, they don't need it. They don't. Now, uh, Alistair Cook has described the English batting lineup as embarrassing rubbish. He's very fearful for the Ashes fallout and the Ashes results. Um, I don't think our batting lineup's looking that great either. I but mean, haven't they got quite a good bowling lineup? Well, there? Oh, they seem to. Well, that Anderson's still bowling, isn't he? Yeah. Although they've had to weed out a couple of bowlers, I because think, for of tweets. Yeah, sicko sort of comments. Mm. They used to be swimming coaches. I know. Used to hang around pools. pools. Tim Payne is calling for the rift between Coach Langer and the players to heal. Did you know this was going on? No. I had no idea. It's just a I had no up. idea. I thought, I thought uh, Coach Langer was doing a fantastic job rebuilding mm-hmm. the team after the debacle of the, and let's not forget about it, the, uh, the South African incident. Mm-hmm. You know, these outstanding young Australians were led astray. Thrown to the wolves. Thrown to the wolves. Led astray. Anyway, he's come back. He's fixed up the culture, seemingly. Mm-hmm. But now the players. Are you don't saying like his style. sickos and pervs are now attracted? I to don't bigger? know. <laughs> I don't want to say that. No, I don't. I don't. I are you point. calling for a royal commission or inquiry? Well, a root and branch, root and branch examination, examination of sickos in Australian sport. I am. God Almighty, where do you start? Where does it finish? <laughs> now, the 2020 Verstappen medalist takes out the French Open. Uh, has Rafael Nadal retired? Good question. I think he might have retired. Uh, no Wimbledon or Olympics for Rafael. He's, he might have just had enough. And you've got to say, you know, well played, mate. You've done enough. I know. It's up to his family, those close to him to reach out. Just say, listen, old fella, that's it. Pants up. You've done enough. Well, but we will... But... On the yeah. other hand... We'd like to see him We'd continue. like to see him again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, all, all right-thinking Australians love Rafael Nadal. Well, you see, the last time I saw a Djokovic play, yes. that was great, obviously, terrific match. He might have won in three sets. Out comes Henri Lacombe, the brilliant bit of running. Ah, yes. And it, with a very funny patter and routine sure. and played some trick shots, smoked. Yep, yep. Well, he played all that sort of stuff. Now, Rafa could get on that he circuit. He could get on that circuit, yes. And the hungry bum work would come into its own. Oh, it because... would. You could really make that a feature. That would attract sickos, wouldn't it? People fleeing the pools, hang around the courts, waiting for Rafa to come out and have a pinch of the butt. Now, has Roger had enough? Ah. Uh, Roger was bundled out of a uh, an obscure grass court tournament leading up to Wimbledon. Uh, outstanding player that he is, outstanding fellow too. I know Roger very well. Uh, he hasn't confided anything to me yet, but I could see the disappointment in his eyes. And uh, I'm wondering if he's, if old Father Time has come knocking on the Federer door as well. Let's hope not. Now, the Socceroos blast through Jordan, didn't they? What? Outstanding young Australians. Eight wins on the trot. Gee, someone, Arnold's doing something right there, isn't he? Is. he? Yeah, tremendous. Doing something very, very right. I wish Arnold could, uh, you know, phone up the Matildas, uh, HQ and offer a little bit of advice there. Although, in all fairness, the Matildas do appear now to be heading in the right direction. Well, they've turned a corner. They've turned a corner, Mm. which is all you can ask at this stage. Mm. As long as you've turned a corner. Note that, Broncos. Now, another wonderful week, speaking of the greatest game of all, 
Boyd Cordner forced to prematurely retire. You know, I've never heard a bad word about Boyd. Outstanding young Australian, Boyd Cordner. He's done so much for rugby league. Um, now, there's talk of a Boyd Cordner medal for the best and fairest. I think he comes from the Tari area, which might be Group 3. We don't hear much about Group 3 rugby league, uh, but we might now with the announcement each year of the winner of the Boyd Cordner medal. Wonderful uh, name for a rugby league player too, Boyd Cordner. I've always enjoyed Boyd Cordner as a name. Boyd, of course, we all think of Les Boyd. He was marvellous. Wonderful, outstanding Australian. Certainly uh, used the elbow in a wonderful way. Creative. Creative way, yes. And, of course, Cordner. Put Boyd with Cordner and you've really got something. It reminds me a little bit of, say, Scott Tronk. I always thought Tronk was a wonderful name for a rugby league player. Had that sort of oh, oh to it. Tunks. And Tunks. Yeah, Tunks. Great rugby league name. Tunks. Imagine Tunks, Tronk and Cordner coming at you. Mm. Eh? That would put fear in anyone. It would. It certainly would. And with Munster there as well. Munster! Mm, I know there's a name. Speaking of Munster, Bellamy has advised Munster to cut the kicking blokes out of his game. (laughs) What? It's all he's got. It's all he's got at the moment, isn't it? I mean, speaking of outstanding Australians, there's always a downside, isn't there? There's always the opposite. Don't know what we're going to do with something like Munster. Are you penciling? Munster is penciling himself as an early nominee for the Verstappen for 2021. Yes, well, can't see anyone else at the moment. It's, it's Munster and a fair bit of daylight. Mind you, last year's winner is always pencilling himself in, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Now, the New South Wales government is to put two to $300 million into the new Penrith Stadium. Mm. This has got to be very good news, what, uh, what, is, what Sydney in particular is crying out for is for another stadium. How's that stadium going, HG, uh, near the SCG? Is that still going ahead? Uh, it's it's, it's coming really good, up, is yeah, it? but I think the it's time... The lines are in place? The... Well, it's time to think about a, re, you know, revamp. Revamp, yeah. right. Turn it into I mean, a car it has park, a... are we talking Yeah, well, about... I think a car park for the SCG would be great. That'd be great. Yeah. That's what's being called for. Uh, anyway, two to three hundred million. I just hope some of this some of this great largesse coming from the budget of the New South Wales government is going to go into rural and regional rugby league. You mean Watchford Oval? I'd like to see. Well, I'd, well, we've got the lift. I want to I see know, the rest. I know, of it. I know, I know, yeah. you, you want know, to see the building? I, I've estimated it would only take somewhere between fifty and ninety million to complete the Watsford Oval complex, and I think it would be a real, a real jewel in the crown of the uh, Great Dividing Range. Uh, now, the David Fafida incident of last December, it's back in the news. Uh, it's an odd story. He's been hit apparently with a $20,000 fine. Now, it's a bit hard to piece together what happened, but it does echo what happened in New York with mm. Matthew Lodge. Matthew Lodge. It seems that uh, the young Fafita fellow... Fine young fellow that he is, outstanding young Australian. Great rugby league player. Great rugby league player. And uh, I think he'd had a few which might have jaundiced his judgment. And I think he might have entered the wrong house. That's the story. Which you can do. Hmm. And entered the wrong bedroom of the wrong house and uh, plonked himself down on the bed with a couple who weren't expecting a rugby league league player to To appear in their room. Uh, I think he was asked to leave. He, and he did. Eventually he left, mm. you know, after, you know, who are you? What are you doing here? Oh, I'm not even, whatever. 
Um, and then I think the story was sort of buried by the Titans there for a little while. I think the Titans might have spoken to the people in the house that was the wrong house and made some compensation and, you know, said the right words. Mm-hmm. But suddenly the integrity union unit has got oh, involved. No. That's the last thing you need in a situation like this. And the young kitty's finding himself $20,000 out of pocket. But, you know, rugby league, it's a funny old game. And, and often, HG, I've often said to myself, and I've said to you as we've been dri- driving around, so many of these new developments we see in the suburbs of our capital cities, it's very easy to confuse one house with another. It is. They, they all look the same. It is. And remember, of course. They all look the same. With a bottle of Carayo yes. vintage sure. in you. Yeah. It's very easy to make a mistake. If, 27 if looks like 37. the number isn't clear, and often the number isn't clear We've got this. to do something about this. We've got to do something about the numbering Are system. You leading a national conversation today to I improve am. the numbering system improve in New Improve the summer. numbering system to stop the confusion. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, this is just the start of it. I mean, I mean Look, this I, won't be the last time this happens. No, exactly. And Rugby I've league players have got to go out every now and again. And they I, do. They're just normal human beings that have natural needs and wants. Mm-hmm. And we can't take that away from them. They're young, fit fellows looking for something to do. Go to a house. What? Which? Which, which one is it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, this looks like the one. Well, they all look the same. I oh, know. Especially at three o'clock in the morning. It's three o'clock in the morning. And you've had and a- the lighting's shocking. Yeah, exactly. There's no help to a rugby There's no league help player. at all. I mean, it's up to people, I think, to put their outside lights on and a big sign saying rugby league players not welcome here. Now, if that's made clear by council jurisdiction, yes, that's all it's yes. going to take. Yes, and then so a player will know. Oh, there's no sign. I'm welcome. Perfect. Perfect. You see, in the old days when they used to people used to come rugby league players used to come to hotels. There yes. was always announcements. Oh yes. I think uh, I think uh, the problem emerged and quite forcefully when the Port Power players turned up at a place that the Crows always like to have a drink at. Oh, that's right. All yes. hell broke loose. And from then on, yes. from then on, it's been you yeah. know peace on you yeah. know all um, yeah. theatres of war. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that's been solved. That could have got out of hand. Right, completely out of hand. Completely out of hand, but that's been solved. But, but how often have, have you been... made that mistake? I I've mean... made a mistake plenty of times. Yeah. But, but I, you know, I'm old-fashioned. I, I, I knock, generally speaking. I don't, I don't test the door to Can see I if it's locked in? or not. I knock, and if someone answers the door and I don't recognise them, I say, well, who are you? <laughs> and they say, oh, well, I live here. And I say, well, fair enough. Can I come in? Why? Oh, I don't know. Just have a few. Uh, no, mate, we're, we're going to bed. Oh, can I come too? Often the answer's no. <laughs> and you take that as ready. You think, oh, well, fair enough. Uh-huh. What are your neighbours like? Oh, they're great. Oh, thanks, mate. You know. Hello. <laughs> are you up? Yeah, can I come in? Oh, Roy, it's you. Come on in. Yeah, we're having a great night. Broncos in meltdown. Make it out what you will. What sport single-handedly turned Gallipoli from a loss into a win? Rugby League. Celebrated here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Roy, um, just coming to this swimming problem. Yes. The thing that seems to grate with a number of people who observe this from afar, nothing to do with the, you know, the sickos. Yeah. Uh, the swimming selection policy, which states that swimmers not only have to meet official Olympic qualifying standard, mm. um, I think that's about the same rate as Eric Musambani's swim in uh, Sydney all those years ago. Yes. Anyway, Olympic qualifying standard, but also have to be ranked the equivalent of top eight in the world. 
dear. They describe it as a, a cruel and short-sighted practice. Wow. But, I mean, <clears throat> can I just say, I don't want to defend a swimming Australia, but you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you just can't let – I can't go, even though I'd like to, and yeah. I can swim 100 metres. Well, yeah, probably because your time's not quite good enough. HG, exactly. I'd, so I'd exactly. suggest, yeah. So, I, I always thought it was a simple thing. If you were the fastest, you went. Now, that's so it's not it's not that simple anymore. No, so see what worries me is if you were saying the top two in Australia swimming the hundred meters, mm. that's what I thought. You're on the plane. Yeah. If you were the top two, say in the hundred meters uh, backstroke, yep, off you go. But there's this extra wriggle. You might be in the top two, but not in the top eight ranked in the world. In the world, yeah. Now that moves all the time. The top eight that ranks in the world is that right? Yeah, it meaning does. that yeah. I think the American trials are coming up soon. That's and right. So that, that, their top eight will change there. So you could be. So is that at this point in time, or is yeah. that? Is that when everybody gets on the plane? If you see what the difference yeah. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's unworkable. Well, it's unworkable if you're going to insist on top eight because, as you say, the top eight varies all the time. The addition of extra hurdles is not well, only... We'll only know the top eight after the Olympics. Exactly. Exactly. The addition of the extra hurdles is not only unnecessary, but it reeks of arrogance, according to Julian Linden. Does it? Reeks of arrogance. And there's no no proof that the system even works. It well, hang on. Go. We get a lot of medals in the pool, <clears throat> so something's working. One thing that's suggested, and I know this has been from previous experience with the Olympics, is our uh, trials... Mm. Uh, more or less only for Australians only. Yes. It is suggested that if they broaden the... Well, have a pre-Olympics. Well, yeah, now I can see, yeah, I know what see you're going to say. Yeah. Can't just be get, it gets, becomes, becomes unworkable. It does. It does, especially in the current COVID-compliant yes. times or yeah. COVID protocol times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, is the problem, HG, that uh, if we didn't have this ceiling, i.e. you've got to be in the top eight of the world that the Australian swimming team would be several thousand big because we have so many fine, outstanding young Australians who are capable of completing 100 metres in a, you know, a reasonable time. I, I take your point entirely. That's what I was alluding to earlier. Yes. I mean, sure, I'm not the quickest person over the 100 metres, yes. but I can still do it. Yes. Uh, and, and you might add something to the team that is very difficult to get else Yes, you yes, know. you might be able to offer advice or... Yes, or, you know, maybe calm down a, calm down a particularly someone. nervous yes. contestant yeah, before the right. big thing. That's right. Now, apparently, uh, <clears throat> look, uh, there was a, the story, a very sad story of Matty Wilson, but uh, three other swimmers, Sam Short, Ty Hartwell and Tessa Wallace, yes. are left off the team even though they met official standards. Right, so they weren't in the top <clears throat> eight. Of the world is that no? The, what what I think is that they're in the top eight in the world, but two people, but they didn't finish first and second. Oh, in the in the uh, trials in oh, the trials in Adelaide. Okay. Gee, it's a quick pool in Adelaide, though. It is. It is. Uh, is that how Matt Horton missed out? He he came fourth. Oh well, that's not good enough, is it? Well, do we take the top four? Should we take the top four? Should we take the top five? You see. Or should we take the, or should we only take the ones we think are capable of coming back with some medals? I mean, that, are, that's the philosophy. I mean, is it great to participate, or do we want to win? Yeah, no, I agree. This is a difficult. So I think thing. we want to win. Well, hang on. A I think that's the Australian way. We want to win. I know, especially in the pool. In the pool. Don't yes. get me started about how good our swimmers are, Roy. We'll be here all day. I know. But now, the other thing is, is would we like to win first, second, and third? Yeah. Do you know well, what I mean? Well, yeah. And if you were having betting on it, you might get the quaddy up with an Aussie coming, plugging home fourth, flying sure. from the clouds in lane eight. Sure. 
I mean, ideally, I, I would love to see Australia win gold, sim, is, 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 is silver and two bronze with a dead heat. <laughs> hey? <laughs> That's perfect. But could it be possible that we have eight really good swimmers yes. in one particular discipline and that's the final, all Aussie final? Well, that would be ideal and that's what we should be aiming for with all our disciplines, shouldn't yeah. it? We should be, I mean, ideally you want to see a final in any, you know, even if it's all Aussie. Yeah. All yeah. Australian The Australian A against Australian B for the gold medal. That's what I dream of. As last season's The Zombie Apocalypse awaits collection on bin night, we are now in the season of Grope 754. The Watchmen of Faith have seen off the dreaded Fafitas and declared peace in the galaxy's faraway cluster on bludging on the blind side. Now, Roy, look... We're back to rugby league. A couple of issues in rugby league loom large. Now, one of them is the problem of the stadiums. Yeah. Uh, is it becoming a problem, HG? Is it becoming a problem? Are there too many, too many, too many, too many stadiums? Okay. We at the moment. I I take that on notice. And yeah. Get back to you. But look, yeah. well, see, I don't think you can have too many, can you? No, you can't. I mean, if you build it, they will come. I know it's an old saying. Yeah. Look, what worries me, though, is the idea that, and I don't want to put the mock on Penrith, but no. Penrith, I just they're, use them an example. Yes, they're, they're doing very well at the moment. Correct. So what happens is all eyes on Penrith. Yeah. But this won't always be the case. No, they could now, be Canterbury in a couple of years' time. <laughs> Are we talking about a new stadium for Canterbury, for the for the Berries? There is, Berry Park? There is some suggestion that there would be eventually a new stadium for the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, but mm. not at the moment because they're happy with Belmore. Yeah, right. Now, what happens is... Well, they is, have trouble filling Belmore at the moment, don't they? They do, because yeah. they're right down the bottom. Now, a, a, a team in decline, and I hate to say this, but sticks a lot down in uh, the nation's oh, capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's no talk of putting a new stadium for sticks mob, is there? Well, there's not at the moment, but <clears throat> surely, surely if... I mean, I'd love to see a big stadium for sticks mob. I would. I love the clap. I love the big horn. Yeah. I'd love to see the big horn, you know. 20 times the size. You a big so you could see it. the big horn from space. <laughs> I mean, that'd be ideal. <laughs> and doable. Yeah. So what happens is, is that are we rewarding success here? Yeah. And remember, of course, it's very tidal rugby league success. Yeah. And I rest my case with the Broncos. That's or I rest true. my case with Easts. Yeah. Well, sorry, Sydney, Sydney, Eastern Sydney Roosters, whatever yeah. their name is. Sydney Roosters. Yeah, I think well, Easts. Yeah, Easts. I only know them as Easts. Okay. Now... The master plan for suburban stadium, this is the Murdoch press got this, mm. uh, will get a boost in the New South Wales budget as uh, Treasurer Dom Perrottet declared he wants construction to begin as soon as possible. This for Penrith? I think so. Yeah, Money good, will be set good. aside for further funding on strategic business cases for boutique stadiums, but will fall, again fall short of funds set aside for construction. So this is the weirdest thing. Mm. We're going to look at business cases. Yeah. This would take into account what I, what I have a think about that, mm. but construction. The investment in the business case is between ten and uh, five and ten million dollars, so they're not cheap. Mm. God, I'd like to get in on that action. The business case, you know, we I could, could do a business case a lot cheaper than that. I wouldn't tell them that. I'd <laughs> say, oh, this is going to be hard. Yeah, or a business case for Belmore redevelopment, Belmore Oval. Oh yeah, well, a lot of it's moving take parts. Me a couple of years. I have to employ a lot of people. Access. <laughs> Car parking, <laughs> facilities yeah. like length of bar, that'll take months. <laughs> now, 
pie warmers. Pie warmers, how many? Going to need a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Calculating the yeah. growth in the area, the number of people. Oh, it's going to be toilets. Don't yeah. get me started. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 I'm sure, you know, you're sure you want me to do this for 10 million? I don't think I'm going to be able to. No, we couldn't. The government sources. That's an insult, 10 million. Yeah, he's, this he's, parrothead. Where's he coming from? <laughs> he's got no understanding of business, has he? He's got no understanding of rugby league. No. God, you, know, look at you the could come up with a business plan for $10 million bloody dollars. That's an insult. It is. No one's going to pick see, that up. The thing is, the business plan wouldn't be worth the paper it's written no. on at $10 million. It's no, cheap, it'd be cheap. a piece of toilet paper. That's exactly. what you're going to get for $10 million. You know, you're going to get some hoon in there like, you know, I just pick an old premier like Barry O'Farrell or Mike oh, yes. Baird writing on the back of something. Oh, I tell you, you get, you get that guy from Queensland. What's his name? Petey. Who, oh, was, yeah, Peter Beattie. Be, he'd do it for you for $10 million. Yeah, I suppose he would. But he wouldn't be worth, as you point out, yeah. would, you wouldn't wipe your... No, you know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> government, government sources believe Penrith Stadium is the most likely cab off the... first cab off the rank uh, overhaul. They think construction may begin as soon as next year. They think construction may be begin... What does that mean? There's a start date or there's not. Mr Peritat said there would be no doubt in Tuesday's budget that the government was committed to suburban grounds. Right. It's understood the budget papers include proposed date for construction commencing, say, 2022. Right. Now, they think that the stadiums are in the gun looking for business cases. There might be $30 million worth of work here because you'd have to do one for Penrith, yeah. Cogra, Brookvale... Oh, Brookvale's got to yeah. be developed. No, I mean, that's, that, that's been on the ball, on the books for years now. I the know. Development Remember Brookie, when uh, Fortress Brookie, when old Skip was there, Tony Abbott, he, he was, promised he was going to every other the, week. The stadium, the jewel in the crown. That's right. And then they got Lotto Land involved. Lotto Land, they got involved. Toilets, here we come. Yes, Nothing. I saw the design for the toilets alone. It looked fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Perrottet now says they'll be received. Uh, these are the business cases post-budget. I think Sydney in particular, mm. uh, the nature of how we watch sport and culture of our state and our people lends itself to the investment in this type of infrastructure. Oh, rubbish. Mm. No, so hang on. We're going to have Shakespeare at Lotto Land now. Oh, I, I really? mean, I just picked that off the top of my head. Where were the, you know, should the Guns and Roses reform? Where oh, are they yeah. going to play? Well, they're going to be paralysed by choice. They could play at Stadium Australia. They could play uh, no, at Penrith. Penrith. That, that new Oval. complex at Penrith. Yeah. At Watsford Oval. They could set up near the lift. <laughs> and remember, of course, there's the rebuild of Bank West Stadium, the home of the Parramatta Reels. That's got to be renovated. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be on the list there. So he said post-budget there would be a decision about which stadium would commence for construction first noting that options would be costed before the... It made clear in the budget papers we're supporting suburban stadium approach we invested and committed to. Now, then we get to Volander's view. Yes. Uh, Volander says, uh, this is Peter Volander's The Man of Feathers, uh, said he was confident the investment would be delivered. Dom's a man of his word. Uh, we saved $820 million not doing ANZ and that'll go towards suburban stadiums. What, the rugby league's got 800 million, or is that uh, the state government 800 million? Well, Volandis. There's suddenly two lots of 800 million now. Hang on, Volandis is the state government. I mean, get oh, a sorry. Here. Yeah, quite right. He runs racing and rugby league. I don't know what yeah, else yeah. there is to do. No, quite right. Uh, we want people to be proud of their facilities and it'll have a massive effect on the local communities. Mr. Van- <clears throat> Volandis, yeah. open brackets, the man of feathers, lay out his case for value. Mm-hmm. the stadiums would bring to Sydney. What suburban stadiums do is promote tribalism, and I know he said this before, and this is madness. Mm. This is madness. Mm. You've got no idea what this will unleash. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the hope, I hope there's enough, um, you know, 
first responders, I don't like that term, but I've used it yeah, there, yeah. first responders to yeah. cope with the fallout, fallout from tribalism. Yeah. Because, you know, tribalism, because you can walk to your local ground. It won't just be for rugby league, it'll be for a multitude of purposes like school sport. Oh, yeah, at the stadium. <clears throat> yeah. Russell came along and he wants to the- have a theatre. So Russell Crowe's going to put on King Lear. What, at, at Belmore? Belmore? <laughs> really? Is there a business case for that? The Bludge is principal sponsor of the Brad Thorne Mega Centre for Football Excellence. It's open to all 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's free. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yeah, Volantis has only just got started with the Russell Grove comment. More importantly, it'll keep money at local cafes and restaurants. I mean, this is just... Really? This is just... I don't know if Volantis has ever been out. Yeah. He said uh, Volantis identified Parramatta Stadium Bank West as one of the things he's most proud of in league. It's one of the best arenas in the world. I suppose it is. It's pretty good. It's a sort of... Uh, but is, but is, it has... I mean, surrounding one, businesses are they ex- really are exploding? They exploding, are they? Well, I noticed they see more coffee going and you know, more buns being down. sold and yeah, tickets to Parramatta railway station and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's one of the best arenas. Well, at Parramatta people who leave the stadium invest in Parramatta. He said he wanted the Parramatta example to be replicated places like Penrith, Brookvale, and Cogra. Well, that's true. I don't know the last time you went to Parramatta Stadium, HG, but as I was leaving, I thought to myself, God, I'd like to get involved with some sort of thing in business around here. And what did you have in mind? A football oh, inflating business? Something like that. Yeah, something football related. Yeah, obviously. Well, you know, some, oh, something golf- to do with football and people yeah. getting out, leaving their homes, coming and gathering around the station. You know, I thought maybe just somewhere where people could sit and sip coffee and maybe have a pie and talk football. Wow. That's and, and a sort have, of sp- have you so done a business space. case? A space. Yeah. Have you done a business case for space? No, no, I haven't, but but I'm speaking to the to the treasurer and I'm hoping to get a little bit of seed capital mm-hmm. so that I could uh, develop a, 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 a business plan. Now, are you imagining 250,000 people in this cafe? This space talking This space. Rubbish? Well, I haven't thought thought of numbers yet, HG, but we've got We've got the, the, you know, I'm, I'm seeing people gathering around this space to talk about rugby league and then going and having their coffee and pies, et cetera, and then going into the stadium. And then getting something at half time, like a beer. Getting something at half time, go back to the space. <clears throat> yeah, and then have a coffee and coffee maybe a bigger maybe, meal. Maybe, you know, calamari and chips yeah, or something oh, like that. Yeah, well, I hadn't thought of that. You mean like have your dinner? Dinner. After, after somewhere, after. a space, you can have your dinner. After the football. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Have you got a name? Roy's. You don't have to have a name. Your business case will have a name, though you could change it. Yeah, I'll change it, yeah, when we come up with something. September the 8th, Sleepers Wake. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And I've got to say is that I am disappointed that Wattsford Oval is nowhere in... Well, it hasn't been mentioned, has it, in any of the bloody papers I've seen yet. Mm. I mean, the business case was done. It didn't cost $10 million. I know it didn't cost $10 Cause million. Because you did it. Because I did it. Yeah. And I did it pro bono. Brothers are the lifeblood of the AFL. 
Imagine the game without the enormous contribution of the Cloaks, the Jarmans, the Kernos, the Browns, the Crouches and the Archies. Forgotten by many, but not by genuine Aussies. Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. If you want to get involved with the show, uh, 0467920222 is the text line. And the old school way of doing it, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And the following, Roy, have got in touch with us at that uh, address. Yeah, Rob's been in touch. Uh, He says, happy rugby league, boys. He says, in response to the mention of the Cadbury factory in Hobart. Oh, yes, good. We are talking about this a couple of weeks ago, I think. He says, I believe tours closed in 2015. Yes. My wife and I were lucky enough to do a tour many years ago, and you're dead right. There's something magical about watching chocolate being made. Sadly, I never saw fruit nut being made. It must have been wonderful to see. And this brings me to the Cadbury Wallabies, he says. Yes. Uh, here's a chance for Cadbury to introduce a, a, a chocolate wallaby at Easter time as an alternative to the bunny. What a great People idea. People have been trying to get the bilby going bilby, for a yeah, long but, time, but it hasn't really worked. Taken, it hasn't caught the public's imagination. Yeah, but the, but, but the wallaby might. Uh, and he says, much more, Ozzy. Well, that's right. To add more realism, Cadbury could offer a filling based on the form of the Cadbury wallabies. Yeah, how does that work? If the Kiwis gave us a real flogging, maybe a marshmallow fl- filling. Oh. If the wallabies surrender a good lead for a loss, maybe a flake filling. If we happen to get a win, maybe a hard centre or even a fruit and nut centre. Um Now, uh, and lastly, if the wallabies are giving us the number twos, a date filling. Cadbury to announce the filling at the end of each game. Wow, that's a very but, elaborate. Um, it's an idea, though. Isn't it, it is an idea. There's and a that's German the sort idea. of fusion I like to see between yeah. sponsor and product. Yeah, no, that's very close. That's what I call a tight fit. A very, very tight fit. Now, uh, Andrew's in touch. He says, "Happy rugby league from Canberra, gentlemen." I noticed the following from Kevy in the News Limited sites after the Broncos thrashing by the Bunnies. He's quoting Kevy here. Everyone is under review, including myself. Uh, We've got to have a really good look at all of ourselves, which we've already done. There's a plan there, but we all just have to go and have a good look at ourselves and where we're at. While there were some things that didn't go our way tonight, that's just not the Broncos. (laughs) He says, that's not the Broncos. Sounds a lot like it wasn't us out there. Has Kevy been talking to Stick here in Canberra? He wonders. Sounds like it, doesn't that it? Is, that is. Mind you, it's a bit hard for Kevy week in, week out. What do you say? I know, I know. You know, I know. You know I can see You can the only corner. say we're rubbish in a number of ways. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? I can see the corner, but we're nowhere yeah. near turning it. We're nowhere near a corner, no. <laughs> the light is not at the end of the tunnel. No, there's no tunnel. We can't, haven't even found the tunnel. Yeah. See, like, there, they've got those, as I've often alluded to before, you know, they, they've got the five steps of football group ahead of them. Yeah, they do. I mean, Yes, you know. find the tunnel. Yeah, find the tunnel, that's right. Build a bridge, yeah, all of that. Look for a light, look for a light. Now, uh, Giovanni's been in touch. He says, happy rugby league. Uh, and he wanted to remind us of some of Benny Elias's great sayings. Oh, yes, yes. This uh, is the... Benny was a commentator on SBS, I want to say, there for a little while, commentating on rugby league. Yeah, that could be the case. I think it was. Uh, now, these are some Bennies. Wearing his shoulder on his sleeve. <laughs> I like that. Fighting a battle of nutrition. Ah, yes, battle of nutrition was That's very, one of Bennies. Yeah, pure Benny. Going home with your head between your legs. <laughs> That's a beauty. Yes. Uh, 
how to boost your confidentiality. Yeah. Uh, and the best he... one, looking for the carrot at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> he says, to be honest, these genius turns of phrase because they also form the basis of an excellent philosophy, uh, philosophy elective. Anyway, that regards is, that's to you what both. Kevy would be. Uh, well, Kevy could reach into the Benny playbook. Playbook. And you know, we just few... haven't found the carrot at the end of the rainbow. Next question. <laughs> <clears throat> Now, <laughs> Steve in London. Ah, yes. <clears throat> he was tickled by the idea of the most rugby league thing he's ever seen. He says, is the Terry Hill lobster incident a contender for the most rugby le- league thing ever seen? It certainly has the hallmarks of rugby no, league thought. No, this is thought. true. Maybe you should flesh it out a bit. The This is the far side of the hill man, Terry Hill. Yeah. Who played, I think, began a career in South. Yeah. That might be wrong. Oh, more some, manly, I want to say. Ended up at Manly. Yeah. And over, when he was at Manly, he wrote a column for their local newspaper called yeah. The Far Side of the Hill. Very, very funny. Great, Great column. You know, well worth looking up online. Yeah. And moved to the Central Coast where this is, I think that's right, somewhere around Empire Bay. Mm. And... Uh, when he observed what people were doing up there, he realised he didn't have to do much for a feed. Yeah. And so he'd get in his boat and prowl out to the lobster pots yeah. and take the lobsters out that were already trapped sure. in the lobster pots and have a nice feed on them. Yeah. Don't know what he did with correct sizing and all that sort no of stuff. No idea. I mean, there's a, a rule about how big the lobster has to be. Yeah. But it was uh, yeah, rugby league thought. Yeah. He's described it here as being. Yeah. Uh, Darren says, happy rugby league. Regarding the possibility of rugby league players refusing to play in opposition to Volandis' changes to the game, yeah. could this create a situation whereby the NRL, led by Volandis, might need to employ mercenary league players to step in and play much like the Wharfy strike in the 90s? Could wow. we see players from overseas, members of the military, former players or even fans stepping up as scab labour to keep rugby league on the field and crowds happy? Could we be looking at rugby league competition played by scab labour? Wouldn't that be exciting and possibly the most rugby league thing I've seen? Is that is that uh, likely? I mean, listen, we've always been very pro <clears throat> yes. rugby league immigration. We've been very pro involving the... Well, part of the um, free trade agreement, I mean, arrest my case. A lot of these backpackers are going to come out here and they'll be swarming right through rugby league. Yeah, and doing Australia. nothing. And well, doing nothing. They've got it. They've got to get Well, I mean, if you. I mean, they used to pick fruit and they did a reasonably good job. There's no reason why they couldn't apply the same diligence to to the way they run the lines or do whatever they want. Or play rugby league. Or play rugby league, exactly. I mean, I suppose if you joined a club, like let's say you joined Orange Sims. Yes. Why would you? But let's say just forget that. Well, let's say they did. Yeah. And then produce that ticket, as in. Uh, you know, who I don't know, Boris Johnson yes. joined on the March the 1st uh-huh. for the season 2022, yeah. then that would get them an extension on their... On their visa. Yeah, to stay here. Oh, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just... No, think- no, no, that's a great idea. I think yeah. at this stage they only have to do like 20 or 30 days or something, fruit picking, so 20 or 30 days rugby league. No, I'd be, I'd be signing on for the season. I don't think. I don't think. In all honesty, I mean, it creates havoc with playing rosters and all that. Unless sort of you stuff. considered uh, one day of the week as a day, the day you're committed to rugby league, say so you'd be there for thirty weeks. You see what I mean? No, I think you're going to play the season. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yes, yes. It, you, it's not as though you have to kind of do the video sessions, or if you have oh, England, no, no, you know, no, no, or no. you know, actually run around, get fit. No, and, no, you wouldn't have to do that. You wouldn't have play. to do that. No, but you'd have to. There'd be some standard. Some some standard. Yes, marks yeah. you'd have to hit. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't get your visa signed and you'd Correct. be shipped back home. Uh, Tony at Mortdale, Happy Rugby League. He says in geometry, 
The notion of a line was introduced by ancient mathematicians as a straight one-dimensional figure that has no thickness. You can see where this is going, I can't can. you? This law of geometry does not seem to apply to rugby league. No, it doesn't. As an example, how many times do we see a player run down the sideline to score a try only to have it disallowed on review because the replay shows his foot has touched yeah, the sideline? Yeah. In this example, it was the width of the line that prevented the try being awarded, yet the ancient mathematicians tell us that the line should have no thickness. Hmm. With this width of field markings being a blight on the game, the logical solution is to be true to the definition of a line as having no width. And I'm suggesting that all line markings be completely removed from the rugby league field. The professionalism of both players and officials in the modern game allows for the idealisation of lines without the physical representation of them being required. They don't need to paint the lines. The interpretation is simply for them. They are experts and know every blade of grass out there. I'd also like to see the goalposts removed. How many times during an attempted, attempted goal has a ball hit the upright? When on its trajectory, if unhindered, it would have easily passed within the idealisation of the line of where the actual upright is and the goal awarded. The posts just get in the way and touch judges have no need of them to assist in their determination. It's an insult to the interpretational skills of these highly tuned athletes and officials that lines are drawn and posts erected. Well, this does raise a topic. Uh, I, I, I believe now Volandis has to look at removing the goalposts. I do. I think so. Uh, because the goalposts <clears throat> are yeah. a duty of care issue. You, yeah. Never mind how much you pat them, there's yeah. going to be people injured, they're going to crack ribs, they're going to be yes. carted off, concussion, everything like that, they've sure. got to go. Yep. I also believe that all that sideline paraphernalia, you know, with photographers oh, and all that, it's yeah, got to go That's got to go. The hoardings. The hoardings, all that I've stuff. I've seen yeah. people yeah. crash into hoardings. I, I hate that. I know. Now, so when we look at an ideal rugby league ground, all of a sudden the Sydney cricket ground doesn't look too bad. No, it looks good, because doesn't you, it? Yeah, you've got about 100 metres. <laughs> Metres runoff yes. in every direction. So that yeah. players can look after themselves. And once, as you point out, I'm removing the goalposts, yeah. it's a brand new game. Can I ca- come to. This idea's been taken on board with the new Sydney Football Stadium. It's probably not too late to make the Sydney Football Stadium almost identical to the SCG. What a great idea. And can you remember, or can you picture often in American football yeah. that the goalposts are set back off the playing field oh, yeah, yeah. and they're on a sort of snorkel arrangement? They there. are. Yeah. It's a much better design, isn't it? It is. Much better. Just apropos of nothing, the running down the line, though, uh, inspires incredible commentary because I remember Rab saying one night, let's say it was, um, I don't know, I can't think of an edge player, you know, Wacker Blake. Wacker Blake stepped away from the abyss. From the abyss, yeah. Well, the abyss can still be there. I know, but it's in your mind. But it's in your mind. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's in the mind of the players. Yeah, it's obviously in the mind of the players. It's a bloody big hole in the ground. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, the abyss. No one likes that. Uh, Jack the Salmon's been in touch. Oh, Jack the Salmon, yeah. Happy rugby league. It's a long time between drinks, he says. It's over 30 years since I've written. What? Hmm. But I'm drawn back into the ring by one of your recent email correspondents who raised the worthy idea of the punter's spray you'll recall, whereby a committed fan takes some of the load off the beleaguered coach by delivering a half-time diatribe to the losing team. Uh, I support the idea, but it does remind me of the celebrity spray from some years back when a coach would invite a celebrity supporter of the club to rev up an underperforming team. The outstanding example was Don Lane. Don Lane, yeah. Tonight show compare and stalwart of South Sydney fan, when Coach George Piggins called upon Don to motiv- motivate his mediocre rabbitos, they went from eighth place on the ladder in 1988 to minor premiers the next season. Mm-hmm. 
Don was so demonstrative during his tirades that he once smashed his watch. Yeah, it fell off and he trotted. He fell off and he trotted. Yeah, I know. To show his commitment. I know. And it wasn't one of those cheap watches. No, it's a Rolex. It was a Rolex. I know, something like that. Hard to imagine those bright, Yeah, like you get at the post office if you do a good job. So it was really good. (laughs) Top-notch bloody watch. Now, he says... Uh, the moral of the story is that celebrities, if they're true fans of a club, should recognise how they might be at best of service. Don understood this. You cannot be a motivational guru and own the club at the same time. Rugby league players, like the rest of us, do not ultimately respect bosses. They take the paycheck but smile politely and think about the end of the season holiday when the owner speaks. Don knew his place. Coach Piggins knew Don's place. Sadly, the present owner of the Bunnies has forgotten the legend of Don and the example it should have served for his own relationship to South Sydney. What a beautiful story and a, a great sting in the tail. A great sting in the tail. And yeah. it, it reminds me of earlier in this season, I think it was the owner who forced Jeff Goldblum to play the piano at half time. That's right. That's right. He did. To no avail. To no avail. Mm. No, no, no. But there's a lesson there. If you get the right celebrity... I know. It can work wonders. Yeah. I know Julia Roberts is very keen to talk to the Bronx. <laughs> So if you want to get involved with the show, remember, go to royanhg at abc.net.au. What organisation has done more to promote ecumenical bonding than any other single entity? The National Rugby League. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Roy, any texts of interest? Oh, look, um... Someone is suggesting a walk down from Parramatta Stadium in team colours to the new Parramatta Museum for interaction with the arts patrons and footy fans. That would be something. That would be good. That would be lovely. I think in the new museum. what a day of it. You could make a real day of it. I know. We'll go to the Rugby League and then we'll go to the Powerhouse Museum. Museum. This is in Sydney for those who know that area. Of course, um, what would be great is if there was some Rugby League. Now, in the old days, there used to be a Rugby League train full of knickknacks and That's mouth right. guards that belong to famous players and that sort of shorts, et cetera. Yeah, Maybe where the, that train is these days. Well, the train would be great in the Powerhouse Museum if they could get it in there, but the stuff out of the Rugby League, yeah. so there's a Rugby yeah. League display, display yeah. a permanent Rugby League display. Yeah, I'd um, like a permanent Rugby League train that's just going... <laughs> chuffing around. Chuffing around, yeah. Well, that'd be... Get terrific. on it wherever you like, get off wherever you like. It's just like Rugby League freedom. The Freedom Train. I, but inside it... Inside you, it's full of stuff, knickknacks. Yeah, like and pies. The underpants first worn by, yeah. you know, Blocker Roach or... Yeah, that's right, yeah, no... You or, know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of ways mm, to go. Yeah. Um, and what would be great is if it somehow celebrated rugby league oh, as yeah, well. yeah, it would. You know, not just the big names... Not just your, you know, your, <clears throat> Oh, no, there'd, there'd be the, the Stomper Stains yeah, carriage. Yeah, Stomper Stains And they'd be dedicated to Stomp, lots yeah. of photos and, yeah. you know, articles written about Stomp, what he got up to, that sort of thing. And there'd be... Philosophies. Ma- you know, and obviously there would be old interviews on 2LT. Yeah. That, would, that you'd be able to listen to. And yep. maybe some Super 8 footage of Stomp going Stomp around. Stomp going maybe, around. Maybe yep. not playing, but driving, arriving in the car. Yes. At the, at the ground. Yep. Yep. Easily I mean, done. Yeah. Easily done. Now... Speaking of, um, you know, obviously, that, obviously all those sort of things, mm. uh, the the future of celebrity and league, mm. the MasterChef people have got a celebrity MasterChef together. And it's just oh, great that Because MasterChef, we're up to the top ten, I think, in the in real the MasterChef. Right. Well, the celebrity MasterChef mm. can't be far away. Right. And, of course, uh, Melissa, Andy and Jock 
are going to have a difficult task separating these sure. great cooks out. Right. And I get the feeling that I'd like to think that some of these chefs, I don't want to put ideas in the producer's, what would I call it, your yeah. playbook, yeah. could get a bit tootie. All right. You know, what's wrong with me mints? Go on, it's terrific. Oh, all right, know, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Better mints than Goes that. over well at home. What's yeah. your problem with it, <laughs> Good Well done. So we come to the cast. We've got mm. stars like Rebecca Gibney. Well, she'd be great. Is she a good cook? Don't know. We don't know. Right. I'd say plating was her key. You know, oh, she okay. really works the plate well. Yeah. We've got Chrissy Swan from, I think, Big Brother originally, radio personality. All oh, right. Ian yeah. Thorpe, the swimmer. Well, he'd. Uh, He'd know all about diets, wouldn't he? He know would, and about... diet for success and yes. diet for swimming. And I bet you that... Simplicity. Simplicity. Simplicity and flavour. Flavour? Flavour. Like and how to really punch flavour into rice. Can I suggest two ideas? Mm-hmm. A story on the plate, mm-hmm. Thorpe would be good at that, yeah. and a hero of the dish. So as if you're doing mince yeah. and people, they, you want a bit of toast there so as the mm-hmm. bread can talk to the mince in dialogue. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then you might have parmesan cheese. Yep. Then you might have a garnish. Sure. I, I mean, I don't want to give people ideas. No, 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 no. No, but he might have a dish that looks just like a swimming pool. You know, with, what? A, with a diving board and stuff like that made out of, I don't know. Well, well, bis- bis- biscuits, a big biscuit. Yeah, big biscuit. Oh, yeah. you're talking dessert. Oh, not yeah, necessarily. I mean, no. th- th- these ideas of dessert and, and, and oh, savoury, yeah, that, that's gone away. Yeah, I know that. Oh, I mean, you can get fashion. Yeah. Archie Thompson, the uh, Aussie uh, socceroo. Oh, yes. Was there Colette Dinnigan, the uh, fashion designer? Fashion designer, right. Well, she came she up know. with some plating ideas. Yeah. Now, Matt Lanevez. Oh, yeah, the actor. And then we've got Dami Im, the singer, the X Factor star. All right. Nick Rerold, AFL uh, saint, and he's a Fox footy presenter. He's, right. he's, he'd know his pies right. and his chips. Yep. Uh, Tilly Ramsey, who, no surprise, this is related to Gordon Ramsey. Wow. So it's a That's hot That's a bit car. of inside running. Well, I tell you what, looking at this issue, I don't know if uh, there's bits of information missing here, but there's no rugby league presence. I, I just wish hey? you hadn't noticed that. You know, There's not one rugby league player here. I know. Couldn't and we have celebrity or oh, rugby league master chef? Well, the thing is, how about... What's rug- wrong with that as an idea? People would love that. I know, they would. They would, especially leading into the finals. Yeah. Imagine, say, six weeks out from the finals, Thursday night, yeah. rugby league master chef. Yes. Climax is on the <laughs> night before the grand final. Sure, 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 sure. Now, what was... Jason Tumalolo, what do you got for us, Jason? I've yeah. got a big bloody sausage roll. How big is it? 30 centimetres. 30 metres of sausage roll. Get that in you. Get that in you. Now, uh, what I like here is that Danny, Danny, Danny Im, mm-hmm. uh, as most people know me, know that I love to eat. In my opinion, I'm a pretty good cook, even if my mum disagrees. Her mum disagrees? Yeah, isn't that great? She's yeah. a pretty good cook. I mean, she knows what she likes to eat and she's going to cook yep. it. See, that's what worries yeah. me is they're meant to do these weird things, you know, how they're going to cope with the oh, challenges yeah, the, of the, the, the pressure the, dishes. The, yeah, uh, the barbecued sausage ice cream. Good on you. Well done. That's sort of Or a thing. dessert made out of kale. Yes. You know, the pressure, yeah, yeah, pressure, yeah. pressure. Yep. You know, and no sugar. No sugar. No, you've got toilet paper and you've got chilies. Give me a dessert. <laughs> Bludging on the blind side. Yes, I did notice in uh, more detail that the M uh, tilt is, I don't know how the pressures of performing will stack up to my the intensity of the MasterChef kitchen, yeah. 
but I'm certainly ready up and up for the challenge. I have some great dishes up my sleeve and I'm crossing my fingers that I'll be able to win the judges over with my cooking, especially my desserts. Yes. Uh, and what a great group of people to be cooking alongside with. I can't oh, wait. Yes. It's a great group. It is a great group. But I take yep. your point entirely. And why not? I mean... Uh, in the promo we heard, we heard lots of great rugby league names. We heard mm. uh, Freddie Fittler. Yep. He'd be great at MasterChef. He would. Uh, you he know, would. But there may be uh, difficulties with contractual yeah, know, obligations. He might be tied up to, tied up to Channel 9 yeah, and Fox yeah. and it's a Channel but, 10 show. Yeah, so and maybe 9 would be Maybe thinking. it's not in 10's interest to promote rugby league. I mean, hard to imagine, but it might be the case. Well, they've just signed a big deal with... Uh, with soccer. With football, yeah, yeah, as in the world game. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do the lot, I think, you know, A-League, uh, the road to... Socceroos. Socceroos, the road with the Socceroos to the World Cup. The World the Cup. Next World Cup for the Matildas. Well, I wouldn't think that it's be a great... Having the, all the I Socceroos, MasterChef. Cooking. And well, old people love to see the, the I think Socceroos. They said Archie Thompson was in the uh, current MasterChef. Yes. I mean, he could be the... the um, a mentor. A taster. And a mentor, yes. Yeah. Now, one of the judges. Oh, one of the judges. Now, do you know the old judging panel? I know. We oh, yeah, so Matt, Gary and um, George, <laughs> them. Could they do a rugby league mastership? Yes, they could. Mm. They'd call it something else. I know. They, they tried Plate of Origin, which was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, Maybe they could do the space. They could picking do the up. Parramatta space. Yeah, picking up your idea. Yes, outside mm. the stadium. Yeah, and what could happen would be that the people who come for the yeah. coffee and the talking about football <clears throat> yes. could be the judges. They'd be the judges, yeah. 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 Now, coming back to the thing we discussed earlier, was tribalism in the r- regard to the, you know, the... Um, oh, the stadiums. Stadiums. Yeah. Well, this joins to a topic there. Um, Ange Postacoglu, as we know, is taken over Celtic yep. in, um, you know, obviously Scotland. Yes, um, but somebody warns that <clears throat> people are saying, oh, isn't it great and how great Well, I'm is. saying it's great. Yeah, so am I. Yep. It's going to be great to have an Australian at the helm of Celtic. Yeah, no nonsense. No it, nonsense, It deals yeah. in straight lines. Astra- yeah. This is what you're going to do. This is our structure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're going to pay an 11-1. We're going to have an extra yeah, person that's on right. the field. No one will notice. And leave your ego at the door. Yeah, and don't be surprised if I'm talking route one. Yes. On day one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now... Uh, according to this article, this lengthy article, is that the uh, road ahead is littered with perils and pitfalls, public harassment, relentless media scrutiny, vandalised property, frozen pictures, hostile fans and a club in the midst of an administrative crisis. Right. This is what Ange has got himself into. Oh, now, no. Can I point out that... Uh, you mean Ange has got the job because no one else wanted it? I think that's right. Oh, no. I think... Um, uh, Say that's not true. Celtic and Rangers are the big uh, yeah, clubs. Yeah, they're the big in, guns in Scotland, yeah. Clubs in... Uh, uh, and it falls away pretty quickly. So, yeah. Poster Club Glue is coming into a pretty negative environment, to be honest with you, says the chief football writer of the Scottish Times, so he would know. He's going to have a hard job turning the club around from where it is at the moment. For starters, the fans are on the brink of revolt against the club leaders. Oh, no. Celtic are gunning for a record 10th straight Scottish championship. Yeah. Last season, but could only watch their uh, resurgent Glasgow rivals, Rangers, run away with the title. Oh, they'd hate that. They would. They'd, they'd hate They'd that. be spewing. Yeah. Spewing. Um, <clears throat> in February, amid the backdrop of fan fury as the gap at the top became insurmountable. Right. So they've known since February that they wouldn't get it. Right. 
The club's response was to pursue a popular coach from Bournemouth called Eddie Howe. Howe rejected the hoops, that's the nickname, yeah. uh, offer for the club. Instead went, for, obviously, from Ange. Uh. When the deal fell through, they were furious because it looked like Celtic were back to square one. People here don't know about Postacoglu or his record. No, but it won't take long. And people have still have an old-fashioned views about Australian and Japanese football. Oh. You know, that's where Ange has been the last yeah, 20 years. Yeah, I know. Years. I know. But he turned Japanese football right around. He has. It's all Route 1 there now. It's in the Australian style and they love it. <laughs> None of the tippy-tappy nonsense. No, tippy Forget tappy, that. Yeah. <laughs> so and if you can't kick the ball, kick an ankle. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Rangers don't know what to expect. <laughs> no, they won't. Now, the Celtic is overhauling its squad, so mm. too is the, it's changing the back room. Influential executive steps down in July. Uh, the club doesn't have a director of football or head of recruitment, leaving Ange Postacoglu to find his own players. Oh. Well. It's a bit of a mess at Celtic, to be honest with you. That's where all the Socceroos could I know, the Socceroos in. could fill a few gaps. Yeah, and some of those Japanese players he had. <laughs> that, that's right. That had changed their minds about Japanese and Australian Certainly football. Would. I tell you, I wasn't seeing them there. Um, that's what Postacoglu's <laughs> walking into. Celtic begins the UEFA Champions Champions League's qualifying campaign in a matter of weeks. Right. Uh, success <laughs> will provide a financial boost while the transfer window remains open or goes some way to winning over the supporters. That. The pressure is there from the previous season. First three or four games are going to be absolutely crucial. Yes. Uh, now, failure in the qualifiers could trigger a toxic public response. Yes. Former Celtic and Australian striker Scott Route One McDonald has <laughs> experienced the full force of that, of that, you know, obviously. Yeah. What happened to him? Toxic. Wait a minute. <clears throat> Success made him a star in the green half of Glasgow. Defeats meant he couldn't go out in public. Wow. My two cars got vandalised. There was paint stripper poured all over them. The incident wasn't uncommon. I had, the, you know, I had that as well, said Miller, another player. Yeah. Uh, that seemed to be the go-to manoeuvre at the time. Now, a house was firebombed after Rangers won the title and a former coach, Martin O'Neill, who I know very well, was yeah. assaulted by a supporter on the touchline in 2011. Oh, dear. But the atmosphere in Glasgow uh, was one McDonald revel- revelled in. It's uh, got like a goldfish bowl. To the day I left, I loved it. I loved the pressure. Some revel in it, some shrink. shrink. Yeah. Away from Glasgow, Postacoglu can expect muddy, frozen fields. They won't be pitches you can play beautiful game on. The smaller clubs lift all their ga- lift for all their games against Celtic and the fans are hostile on the fences. It's not just playing football, it's psychological warfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If in every club's job he's had, Postacoglu has succeeded beyond expectations. The Celtic move is one he deserves, but it will come at expectations that can prove suffocating. Yeah, but now, he'll cope. He'll, he'll cope with that. This, he'll love that. He'll revel in that sort of yeah, pressure. He'll take the fans on. Because we know Ange pretty well. We do. The more the pressure, the more he likes it. That's you, that's, And that's Australia, isn't it? It is. Yeah, those high well, burning hearts of Midlothian, he'll give them a lot of curry as well on the way through. Certainly will. Now, does this remind and, that's you, what, and this is the Volandis' vision for Australia, isn't it? To have the, the this sort of tribalism. Tribalism. That's what I'm worried about. So we go to Belmore. We'll you know, burn a car. We'll burn a car on the way out. We'll yeah. walk home. If we, we don't, don't win, yeah, we don't care. If we don't win, you're going down, Belmore. <laughs> is that what he wants? That's I think what he wants. No. I think what he that's what he wants. He wants tribalism. He wants people to be fierce. He wants them to you know torch yeah. the joint if they're no doing no good and get rid of coaches and get in Ange or whoever it is and then get rid of Ange because he did even less good. If I can put it that way. Yeah. Now can I put this? This must remind you though of the you know, the halcyon days of rugby league in yeah. the Lithgow area. Oh yeah, we had two fierce clubs. Oh yeah, 
Workers' Club and Shamrocks yeah. hated each other. It was guts. Yeah. And we loved it. The more yeah. we hated them, the more we loved it. And the more they hated us, the, the more, more they loved, loved it. it. <laughs> you know, rugby league, I've often said two things. I mean, coal mines are good for rugby league. Of course they are. Yeah. Just got to follow the coal mines, follow the coal. That's where the rugby league would happen. Yeah. And two, hatred. <laughs> this is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, Roy. So we come to the incredible night Wednesday night. Uh, mm. Obviously, it was uh, not because of COVID problems. Not a huge crowd. I think about a thousand people were there. Right. But they saw, I, I believe, the re-establishment of boxing as the almost the number one sport in Australia. Yep. Uh, and so now there are plans. After this, this story had a lot of ricochets for the week. Yeah. It seemed to flush out like I had no idea Barry Hall was thinking of pulling on the gloves again and fighting twice between now and the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, we seem to have a, I think you described it, uh, stool, yeah. noodles and SBW. And Sonny Bill, yeah, the donkey circuit. The, <laughs> it's, a live, it's alive and really firing yeah. Yeah. and providing great entertainment. That's what I got well, out of the other night. That's what people I mean... Number of viewers. I, I don't know how many people were watching it at your place, but you know we had a couple of hundred people at my place mm. watching it. Mm. They, they just loved it, mm. and that, and we atomised the cost. Then, see, it was only it was like fifty nine dollars ninety nine. When you put that through a hundred people, I know it's not much. No, nine cents. Yeah, I might be wrong about that, but I yeah. think it's close to it. Close to it. Yeah. yeah. Now ten ten cents. You got a bit of change. Yeah. Now. <clears throat> What I loved was there were so many things I loved about it, but I loved the little byplay at the end mm. because it does appear that the Gallen camp wanted the fight to go on. Oh, yeah, Gal wanted to end up in in the fight standing on his feet. Yeah, Did that's you... what he promised his fans. Right, I'm going to end this standing on my feet. You didn't think that was a punter special? I know you got on around oh, ten, but you, I know you had a saver on the fight going the distance. Did you think yeah. it was? Yeah, no, I had a bit of money on him going down in round ten. Well, so who didn't? I was laughing. Yeah, no, you know, <laughs> like all of us, all of us. You yeah. know, there were about a hundred of us, and we all won. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I loved is the byplay at the end, yeah. because Korchi, the if I've got that name I'm a right, trainer. No, he's the referee. Oh yeah, Matrevsky is the uh, the uh, handler. Oh yeah, uh, and there's a tremendous uh, you know byplay between these two great Australian ambassadors for the fight game. Mm. And Matrevsky, you're a joke. You're a joke, you're a joke, you're a joke. I've said it before. And then I obviously Couchy responds with the yeah. idiot talk. Yeah. You're an idiot. Matrevsky, we're never going to win the fight. You're a joke. What? Let him get hurt. You're a joke. You're incompetent. Yeah. Then Couchy, idiot, you're an idiot. Yeah. We were never going to win the fight. We were never going to win the fight, never. But the whole fight, I don't want to talk to you. Get out of my Don't touch me or I'll knock your block off. Yeah. Try it, try it. So there was almost another fight, which would have been equally as well, interesting. Well, people were, yeah, we were looking forward were, to that. We thought it was going to go off. I know. You, you wanted know, a real more. bonus. And I, I, I was disappointed I couldn't get a bet on. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was uh, going to happen. No. Nobody did. It was a real – I thought, wow, man, this is the future of boxing, isn't it? It certainly is. You don't know who's going to end up punching each other. But it was <clears> great. <throat> and Couchy looks, still looks fit. Oh, he does. Yeah. He does. Now, can I come to the, uh, you know, the – Is there talk of Couchy versus Matrevsky? <laughs> One? <laughs> I think it's got to be looked at. Yeah. It's got to be looked at. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Lonigan, who's put the fight together, yeah. I mean, he's got to – he must be looking for undercard people. Thought he would be. You know, and wouldn't that be a great opening be a to great that? great opening for the next – what's got something to be? Noodles and uh, – Well, 
Noodles and Hall. Which donkeys are we looking at? We're looking at Noodles, noodles and, and Hall, Hall or oh, it's, yeah, it's, 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 and, SBW and Stool. Noodles and Stool. Oh, Noodles and Stool. I don't too. think you're going to get SBW. Yes, exactly. I don't noodles think you're going to get SBW anywhere near. Isn't SBW going to join no, the, donkey, the, the donkey circuit? <laughs> he's great on the donkey circuit. Everyone's calling for Sonny Bill Williams. You know, well, I've had 100 blokes around their place. And I said, what do you want to see now? They said, Sonny Bill. Sonny Bill, bring him on. <laughs> Gal's ready. <laughs> now, uh, what we are. Thinking is obviously we've got to get the Olympics out of the road now because it does look yeah. as though like Huni's on its way. Well, Huni's out. Huni doesn't want to be on the no, dog donkey circuit. Oh, no, 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 he's no, it's not his go. Now, there are plans for Huni to mm. fight world rated Junior Far on the footballing fight card. That it, this is this is where I get, get yeah. interested. Wait for this. This will, you'll have your licking your lips. Jason Tamalolo, the cheese, Brandon Smith. Whoa. I know. I don't know how they got that together without a bit more publicity. Yeah. Adam Fenua Blake, Junior Paolo, if Paolo, uh, if if Gallen can be talked about a rematch against the budding Olympian. Now, Lonigan says he'd, he'd love to do it, but he thinks it's too much for Gal. It's, he says it's, it's going to kill him, obviously. Right. There's no, there's no way back from another, another beating like that. No, he's not going to take on Hooney again. That, well, that's Huni, not going to happen. Hooney hope, Camp hopes that Gallen doesn't react. The, or you enact yeah. and fire up the rematch clause okay. in his thing because after the former skip, the punishment was just incredible. I mean, you were there, you saw it mm. Mm. at your place, you know, yeah, yeah. other people. That was the comment. Yeah, look at the punishment. Yeah. Now, contingency plans are already hatched should the Gallon decline a second fight mm. in the form of a blockbuster encounter with Far. This is obviously, um, you know, the Hooney Far yeah. bout. Right. The Kiwi Tigers only lost his against. Uh, Joseph Parker, the points lost to Parker three months ago was dubbed a decider after the pair split their four amateur encounters. Right. Two each. So two the each. fifth one. Oh. Gee, they're liking each other. But I thought he was going to go like on the Klitschko circuit. I thought, I thought he was looking Hune, at the, I don't know why Huni isn't thinking. WBO, IBF, IBO. Tamalolo, Smith, Fanua, Blake, Paolo have already signed to participate in the footy fight night despite, guess who, Feathers getting yeah. involved, declaring he preferred not to see NRL stars step into the ring. Oh, hang on, too late. Far too Feathers late. Feathers arrive far too late. Right, so are you suggesting, are you telling me now as a fact that the donkey circuit now involves Tumalolo, Smith and, pa- and Junior Paulo? And Cheese. And Cheese. So you got... So you could have Cheese v Noodles... On night one. Yes. And Noodles backs up for... Noodles like backs to- up against Sunny Bill. Is Sunny exactly. Bill going to get wow. involved? I don't want to speak on Why Sonny. isn't Sonny Bill getting involved? Well, because Doesn't he want to be a donkey? <laughs> Space. China. Rugby League. Australia. Join the dots. It is your future. Imagine the Shanghai SARS slugs packing down against the Footscray funnel webs on Mars for the Volandis Cup. All future intergalactic fixtures on bludging on the blind side. And just finishing that up, we have a contract with Paul, and if he wants to do it, we'll do it, says Lonergan. But personally, I don't think he should. The two things I say to my guys is I want to finish your career healthy and wealthy. Yeah. There are no point being wealthy if you're not healthy, and I don't think it's it's healthy for Paul to take Pooney on again. Oh, no. So sad. I, I, I sort of agree with that, you know. Yeah, I mean, he, fight, he was outclassed. Out, completely outclassed. I mean, he, he's he nowhere was, near a gold medal. No, 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 no. no. Gal, gal's, gal's a bit of a slugger. 
Yeah. Isn't he? Whereas he's got rugby league Hoon, skills. Yeah, he can tackle. Hooney's a fighter, yeah. a boxer. Yeah, he's going to be. He, he, the sweet science. He's the sweet science. Got, the exactly. sweet science. Exactly, exactly. He understands it. Now, the second fight of the afternoon, again, yep. another double CD of Roy and HG, The Sporting Life, and a poster pack with the uh, Olympic, Sydney Olympics and the Cream posters in it featuring Roy and HG. What do you got there? Uh, now, Andy on the um, text is saying, uh, the great Rex Mossop used to say that great wingers treated the sideline like a precipice. Well, stepped away from the abyss. Abyss, precipice. But they knew that in their mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now, uh, Craig from Orange says, I support all removal of lines and goalposts, but, of course, in order for this minimalist approach to work, you, of course, need to remove the ball. Let's face it, the ball is a constant distraction that constantly interrupts the game. Well, He's right, isn't it? Well, you'd only get tackles and that's what people want. That's what people want. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Obviously within the you rules. you get some disputes as to who was holding the ball at the time. to be a lot of that. Oh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, that goes and without saying. And people are going to say, oh, no, let's review it. <laughs> uh, so you got a question yes, there, Roy? Yes, the question is, sorry, actually, the question is, uh, according to Backdoor Benny, what do you find at the end of the rainbow? According to Backdoor Benny, what do you find at the end of the rainbow? one 300 one 300 361 If you know the answer, phone now. What sport has done more to promote the decent, genuine, hard-working Aussie spirit more than any other comparable code in recorded history? Rugby League. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, yes, who are we talking to, Roy? Uh, yeah, we're joined by uh, Grant, who's joining us from Blacktown. Happy Rugby League, Grant. Happy Rugby League, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Now, Grant, you'd be quite close to the new Parramatta Stadium. Pretty close, yeah. How Pretty long close. How long would it take you to get there once it's built? Uh, who knows? I'm a Panthers man, Roy. Yes. So, Oh, sorry, I meant the, the, the new uh, Penrith Stadium. You'd be close oh, okay, to that? Okay, yeah. When they build that, it'll, that'll take me half an hour in the car. Oh, it's not too bad. Right. Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah, and are you looking forward to the new stadium? Have you seen any of the oh, designs at all? Or? Oh, I can't wait. Good. Can't wait. It'll be bad uh, playing at Parramatta for two years, though, but... Oh, oh that's true. That's true. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> what are you looking forward to most, say, 30-centimetre uh, sausage rolls or, you know, hot pies or what, what's oh, the drawbacks with the current set? a dollars pie or a $30 can of beer or right. something yeah. like that, yeah, I suppose along so. those lines. I assume that's, that's what will happen. Is that's what will happen. If they yeah. put, that's what will happen. Yeah. They put a lot of money into building it, they'll put the prices of everything up. <laughs> now, if you go to watch uh, Penrith at the moment in the Penrith Stadium as it is, can you take along, you know, some sandwiches and uh, maybe a thermos or maybe an oh, esky? I'm sure you can. Okay. You have to uh, hide it in your backpack, Roy. They would prefer you to pay $20 for the pie. Yeah, so you can't take food in. No. Is that well, you can sneak it in. Sneak it in. HG, you know, mm. you've got to be yeah. good. You've got to be clever. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to be in front of the game. Yeah, yeah. And are there spotters so that if they do see you getting a... Well, they're all over the place, but they're unmarked, of course. Right. Unmarked, yeah. unmarked. So if you smuggle a bun out of your uh, backpack... And well, start yeah, eating it with a couple of dogs in it, of course. Yeah, but is uh, there a couple of buns in your backpack? But do they have spotters there who'll penalise you for that or fine you? <laughs> you have to be sneaky, Roy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do. And are you? I'm not sure what the capacity of Penrith is at the moment, but let's say they treble the size of it. Yeah. You know, um, 
you know, I just hope that uh, people realise that what they've got and attend. What worries me about all yeah, these everyone things? Everyone will be there. Everyone, everyone will be there. Dog, everyone will want to go. Let dogs yeah. in. Yeah. How long can they – they'll have to keep this form they showed uh, last night, though. They'll have to keep that form for the next ten well, years, won't they? Well, how old are the boys? They're all early yeah, true 20s, that. late teens, so yeah. they'll be I'm there sure for a while. They'll still be there. And just before Roy sets awesome. out the question, just a couple of thoughts on could the Maroons spring a surprise, as in no, win the – No, no chance. No, the, all the way, and probably another fifty points. I think. What do yeah. you reckon? Oh. Well, I certainly think they're going to find it extremely difficult. They might yeah. get yeah. the lad who uh, was—I uh, want to say—who's had to go to the HIA and then couldn't play on back. Oh, they right. get him back. Yeah, yeah Welsh Christian Welsh. Welsh yeah. Sorry, yeah, Welsh, the and they, they get yeah. the uh, Paolo. What we need is you boys up there calling it. Come well, on, yes, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know that yeah. that'll help the Maroons, us uh, calling it. It wouldn't help the Maroons at all. I, I mean, we're happy to call it. If, yeah. if the money's yeah, right, we're happy to call, call a Maroons anyway, win, but yeah. people are then look at the paper the next much. day and say, Ruin HG, we're lying. Does it sadden well, you to so see... Ruin HG did another fantastic job. Ah, well. very yeah, good. Yeah, very good. Does it, does it worry you watching the Maroons play like Broncos? Well, it's hard to... Tell the difference at the moment, isn't no, it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let Roy set out the question, Grant. Have a swing at it and we'll see if we can get a prize right in the direction. According to Benny, what do you find at the end of the rainbow? A golden carrot. Absolutely a carrot. right. So the Ruin HG double CD and the double poster pack will get them to you in the mail to you, Grant, and they'll be there just about the same time as they open the new Penrith Stadium. <laughs> in the meantime, thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. Australians. Do you want to become a rugby league referee? You're shocked your parents won't speak to you and now you don't know where to turn. Well, help is available. Keep listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. And the big news of the week, of course, uh, didn't really feature rugby league so much as rugby league personalities and the announcement of the Coffs Harbour movie Mm. uh, production area. Uh, Is it Byron Bay or Coffs Harbour, HG? Well, the difficulty is all of a sudden now we're overwhelmed with studio space. I'm not quite sure whether there's enough product to be made. The thing was, was that the Russell announcement was for the Coffs Harbour studios. Right. But then immediately they said, well, there's one in the Gold Coast, obviously there's one in Brisbane, there's one in the Sunshine Coast. Why don't we put one at Byron Bay was the sort of thing. So you could drive up the coast and visit studios all the way, I suppose. Yeah. But it's got to be, it's like having so many stadiums, HG. I know, it's exactly right. Yeah, that's you exactly get, right. Competition, so uh, can only, you know, there'll be a lot of pressure on Rusty's. Ah, oh, to, to make put, money. To make money, yes. Yeah, be I competitive. Thought of that. Better scripts, better actors, bigger names, all that sort of thing. So you're worried that, in fact, in five years' time, we'll be looking at these as, I, I hesitate to use the term, and it's not a term I like, white elephants. Yeah, that's what worries and, me. And that, 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 unless I mean, it's great at the moment because everyone wants to come to Australia. To because, make, because, to, because of COVID. The world. Yeah, yeah. Can make, because it's safe, mm. Mm. Uh, seemingly. I, um, I am worried that there, it's, it hadn't been thought through particularly well. Mm. It's not as though, um, I mean, I could understand if you went boutique on it and said, oh, well, there's... There's, uh, we'll make cartoons in this area, Roy. In, oh, in they might specialise. Yeah, yeah. specialise. Some would specialise in, uh, yeah, your cartoons, other would be your dramas, other would be your comedies. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. You know? I, I, I mean, does Russell have to be in it all, if you know what I mean? Oh, I don't know how interested Russell is in getting in front of the camera anymore. I, I'd like to see him behind the camera. 
I think he's grown his hair for uh, an appearance in the Marvel uh, Thor. Oh, okay. Uh, the latest Marvel yep. Thor Good. extravaganza. Great, That's but, great. Um, I, 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 it just does appear a bit as though how do I, facilities yeah. become the driver of a lot of wasted money. Yeah, if but, I can but, put it that way. You know, Russell's obviously, you know, made a bit over the years and wants to invest and put something back in. Right. Uh, and something that's going to, you know, earn him something. Mm-hmm. You know, he started with the the uh, the, uh, the Rabbitohs. I don't know how much the Rabbitohs has delivered to him. Don't know. And then are you seeing a pathway <clears throat> through the Rabbits into this film thing? I know George Burgess. I oh, know the Burgess good. boys. Well, the Burgess good. boys will be queuing up. They'll get work there. Yeah. They'll get work. Rusty yeah. will get work for them. Yeah. You know, they might be in the background. They might be, you know, they might and have then, too many lines, but and they'll then, be there. And are you thinking that maybe that they could put a show together like the Rugby League Lear with Russell out front and the big part, but all the other parts are played by rugby league players? Yes, I, I can see you that. You know, those yeah. novelty acts. Yes. Sort of yeah, thing yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, There'd be, you know, Russell with the lines like, follow me, boys, this way. <laughs> We're doing it my way. Yes, and a lot right. of blokes, you know, big fit blokes who look like Burgesses saying, yeah, 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 I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, we'll follow you, mate. We'll follow you. So what they need is a franchise, like I, I, I know we're hastening to time and the, with the news pressing. What we need is a franchise like, like Fast and Furious. Yes. Which just involves crashing cars yeah. and Vin Diesel sitting there that's right. rubbishing lines. Yeah, that, mm. that, that, that's all you need. Well, we could easily think that up, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah, we could. Uh, just finally, Nick from uh, Tasmania says, uh, uh, like we have citizens' arrest, perhaps we require citizen referees. A drunken rugby league player can be redirected from the wrong house by a sharp whistle and, David, back 10, back 10, try next door. <laughs> what a great moment to end on. That's perfect from uh, our correspondent there. In the meantime, join us next week for more Bludge. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.